Pachubana Dhamma, here and now, the way it is, past is a memory, the future, the unknown. And the refuge in the Buddha, the knowing of this, the present knowing, ability to reflect and contemplate, to know things as they are. Now the tendency to want to to uh, make some doctrine about Buddha uh, or to to make uh, to form a metaphysical doctrine is a is a or a kind of bhavadanha, isn't it? It's a desire to to become to desire to know something from a conceptual of a concept that one can grasp. And you can see the whole Buddhist approach was to avoid this whole tendency not to reinforce a position of, a, of say, a, a, a monistic or approach <coughs> or say, a, the tendency to say everything is or all is one or one mind Buddha nature, this kind of this kind of terminology came in later, in the Mahayana. But the the uh, <coughs> refuge in Buddha that is it's not a that's not a believing in Buddha. Or that's not a metaphysical uh, doctrine at all. It is very practical reflection for being not a person becoming Buddha, but being uh, that way of knowing in the present, knowing the Dhamma. So it's always uh, immediate, direct uh, attention, awareness in the, in the present moment, rather than somebody trying to get rid of their defilements in order to become pure, purified, uh, and enlightened in the future. Now your mind, conditioned mind, thinks like that. When you think about yourself as a person, the logical <coughs> the sequence that follows from I am a person is uh, it tends to be uh, I was born, I uh, have done all these things, I must, I am imperfect and have a lot of problems and must do something about it so that in the future I will be an enlightened being. Now your thinking mind will, will go into grave doubt about all this. Because being the knowing now doesn't seem like it's worth anything. What's there to know now? When we think of metaphysical doctrine like uh, all is one and the one mind and, and uh, the one heart and <clears throat> infinite love and compassion and <clears throat> these 
kind of marvelous inspired <coughs> metaphysical uh, doctrines just being <coughs> awake here and now doesn't seem like it's worth anything at all so what the, the cynical mind so what wait here and now boring because your conditioned mind and the emotional reactions are not see no significance in the present moment unless it unless there's something you know like the Gulf War suddenly occurs and we find uh, poisonous gas coming into the shrine of you might think that's significant but just as it is Maybe you're not feeling pretty dull or sleepy, or, and you're certainly not feeling inspired. Or you're not feeling one with the universe, mystical union, the divine father and the earth mother in mystical union. Maybe you're not experiencing that in its in its total magnificence at this moment. So one easily gets negative about the present moment. So what? Sitting here, you know, sleepy, cold. (coughs) Doubting. Or thinking that somehow you're missing out on something. That maybe Arjun Sumedho sitting there in this kind of blissed out state of oneness total knowing kind of really profound refuge in Buddha but little old me I'm this you know sappy kind of person just you know can't get anywhere and uh, one can uh, believe all these this, this cynicism and negative feelings but the refuge in Buddha is knowing that as Dhamma your discomfort, your annoyance, your your boredom, the feelings of, of uh, negative feelings, whatever they might be, knowing them as dhammas. Whatever is subject to arising is subject to ceasing. Is the is the pattern of of sankaras. All sankharas are impermanent. All dhammas are not self. We talk about dhamma rather than self. Because there's dhamma, but there's no self. So in the Buddhist, uh, when the Buddhists talk about self, it is the illusion that comes from attachment to the conditioned realm. So when there's no illusion about the conditioned realm, then there is Dhamma, but there is no self. It's the way it is. Dhammas are what they are. Sankata Dhamma, Asankata Dhamma, there's Kusala Dhamma, Akusala Dhamma, Pyakata Dhamma, Sikaya Vedanaya, Tampayunta Dhamma, and so forth. Dhammas are all, they are what they are, but they're not selves. They're not mine. 
Now to become somebody, you have to think. You can't. If you, if we didn't think, we wouldn't be a person. A person is is due to thought. We're only personalities because we think about ourselves. There's natural instinctual reactions and. As the experience of being an individual creature and all that, but the sense of being a sakayaditi or personality view, conceit, all this, is a is thinking about it. I am. <coughs> There's the body, here sitting here this way. Then thinking about the body from personal, I am this body. I am six foot two and a half inches tall. I am 57 years old. I am a man. I am white man. I'm American. I'm Buddhist man. I am. If, if, if there's just, if there's no thought, then there's no, where's the American and the, the man and the, and the, white man and all that. It's, it's <coughs> not, it's not, there's no way that, that one forms a personality unless one thinks about oneself. Or comparing ourselves. You know, we get a strong sense of being a person by thinking about someone else. I'm taller than, than Benavati Pemo. I'm older and I'm this way and that way. And there's the, the nuns, they're, they're nuns. I'm a man and they're, they're, I'm a male and they're female. And they're supposed to be, nuns are supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to be like that. And uh, somebody is thinks they're better than I am. I think I'm better than somebody else. So this this whole personality arises through thinking. Can there be Jews and Gentiles without thought. Isn't that a thought in the mind? The, the, just that division of the Jews and Gentiles. Two kinds of people in the world. The Jews and the Gentiles. That's, that's thinking, isn't it? Then there's uh, Theravadan Buddhists. Thai forest tradition, Ajahn Chah, all these, he, we, he, uh, creating this sense of, of, uh, of a reality of I belong to this group, I am identified, these are my people, those are not, those are different. Venerable uh, Nyanisaro from America came yesterday. He's not from the Thai forest tradition. He's not the same as us. He might be different. He's, he's an unknown 
entity. You can see a sense of, you can watch our, our minds feeling uh, stranger, not quite sure what, he, what he's up to, um, different tradition, and just watch how we can create in our minds uh, uh, all kinds of sankharas. Uh, the the uh, conditioned realm is a death realm. It's it's about death rather than than life. So that's why why when one identifies and attaches to to being a personality or being or the conditioned realm, it's always it's always uh, this the result is soka pariteva tukatomanasa upayasa. Jaramaranam, old age, sickness, death, despair, anguish, grief, sorrow. Because the identity with condition, conditionality is, is uh, the identity with death, with what begins and ends. You're always identifying with something that begins, means you're always there's always an ending and always a death. Death is always the result. Ending is a result of beginning. So, so there's always this anxiety in the in this realm, sense realm. This is an anxious realm. If you don't understand it, if you don't know it for what it is, then your life is uh, just is is filled with this sense of discontentment and, and worry, anxiety. Because your identities, everything that you believe in, your refuges are all, you're taking refuge in death, in uh, Mara. Mara means death. Amara means uh, deathless. Amaravati. Most of you probably are really living in Marawati most of the time, aren't you? You, You're not really at Amravati. How many of you really are at Amravati? Or Marawati is usually where you reside, isn't it? The realm of death. Me and mine. What I think, it's not fair. I'm this way, and it shouldn't be like that. The sense of death then is, is, uh, you say, it's surrounded by death. Everything dies. We must experience the separation and the death of everything. We've got to experience the death of our bodies. We've got to experience before we die, the death of our own uh, loved ones, our parents. We've got to experience that, that, watch our parents get old and get sick and die. And see people around us die before we die. Separation. Sickness. That's a pretty grim picture, isn't it? 
sometimes the Buddhist And then when we chant, that, that we're surrounded by dukkha, old age, sickness, death, grief, sorrow, despair, and anguish. But that's true, isn't it? The conditioned realm, the sense realm, is a death realm. We're in a, we're born into this realm, and this realm is what. If you're born, then you're, the result of birth is death. The sense world, the material realm, is like this. It is what it is, and it's impermanent, and it's unsatisfying, it's not self. So I reflect, we see, we see, we begin to break through the illusion that somehow this realm is going to really be satisfactory. We're going to find the 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 person, another person who will make us truly happy. We'll be able to really, if we get what we want, we'll really be able to be happy and fulfill ourselves and all these kind of uh, psycho babbly things that come out of California. I want to just be my true self. And I am, I am love, and I am wisdom. And now, it, it can be depressing if there's still a person that, that's born into the death realm. I mean, that's a pretty grim picture, pretty depressing on the personality level. It's a real attack on the personality. Because uh, me as a person, I can, I can create a kind of paradise for myself, this mental paradise, by being positive. I can, I can, I can get high on, on my own thoughts. I can, I can just uh, think about love and and uh, I mean goodness and, and uh, joy and happiness and inspire my mind with, with the most superlative concepts because we can, because we can think we can create these uh, kind of marvelous thoughts and ideas. So we have the ability to create uh, and and uh, these 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 uh, superlative conceptions, which is quite a miraculous ability, really, when you think of it, can contemplate it, that you can think of of uh, that you can create a concept, you can say. Uh, all humans are, it's one family of humanity. We can think of spreading metta, loving-kindness, to all beings. We can conceive of, as a universal love. We can conceive of Buddha. We can, we have a concept called Buddha, Dhamma-sanya. 
So that our thinking ability, if if used in the right way, then is a great blessing. But if taken as a personal, uh, on the personality level, out of ignorance and desire, then of course it, it becomes a kind of uh, obsessiveness and a, and a kind of punishment. We're punishing ourselves all the time with our thoughts. Our thoughts just become worried, anxious kind of thinking. Dreads and fears. As we get older, we can dread getting old and dread death. And, and uh, we, we think about uh, somebody we know, somebody who has cancer. We think, oh, somebody, my friend, has cancer now. And, and uh, I could get cancer and, and I'm getting old and, and uh, the kind of blossom of youth is gone. The kind of youth, maybe one had a, a more kind of uh, hope and expectation in life. Remember, when I was young, I had tremendous uh, hopes, expectations. When I was 17, 18 years old, I was, I was just filled with uh, the, the world is my oyster kind of thing. I'm just, everything is possible for me. Young, bright young <laughs> boy. Everything just seemed going to the university. Oh, I wanted to go to university so badly. I, I started university when I was 17 years old. I was so eager to get there that I, I finished off high school as fast as I could. boring old high school. There's universities where you could study all these fascinating things. And you had a choice of so many things you could, you could study and read about. Discovery, oh, you know, there's so much hope, expectation, naivety. There was a I wasn't at all cynical and hadn't lived long enough to, to experience too much disappointment or negativity. But then the following years led to all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> disappointment. From the time I was 30, what a disappointment it's been. What a letdown. In just ten years, almost. See, what a total letdown from the naive uh, youth with great hopes and expectations, and then what a letdown it all turned out to be. On the level of personality, this is all an interpretation from person from a being a person. Now the, the, the conditioned mind then says if we start thinking of the conditioned realm as death-bound as a kind of uh, metaphysical uh, teaching, it's all miserable and death-bound and it, it's just a, a kind of taking it 
that hating suffering as if it were a, a metaphysical teaching, meaning that everything is miserable, everything is unsatisfactory, everything is death-bound. Uh, that's all there is. Old age, sickness, death, grief, sorrow, despair, and anguish. That's it. And that, of course, that is the most pathetic, miserable belief you could adopt. If you're going to believe in something, believe in eternal life or or universal love. I advise it. If you want to believe in things, believe in in uh, in God uh, uh, that is all loving, rather than everything. Than believe everything is miserable. So it's you know believe if you if, if it's a matter of belief, then believe something quite beautiful. Something uh, a belief that is beautiful and positive. But do you see what the Buddha is is not asking us to believe but to reflect to be able to break up break through the attachment to belief and personality (coughs) view is a belief to believe in something you have to think you can't if you stop thinking there's nothing to believe in anymore you have to think about God. God isn't uh, as a God is a concept of the mind. It's, it's a word, and you believe in it. And it means you can make it mean something perfect and wonderful. God <coughs> is is ultimate perfection, immortality. Freedom from all ignorance. We can we can we can conceive of God in describe God, or God can be um, just uh, like a the Old Testament God, this kind of patriarchal father that you know, always tells us what to do, what not to do, and punishes us when we're naughty. That when you, what is the the common view of, of God in in uh, Amongst uh, Christians, old man with a white beard in the sky is a kind of it's a an archetype god, a, a patriarchal figure that judges. Most of us were, were were given those impressions from childhood that my mother used to say, "When you do something wrong, God cries." That makes you feel quite guilty for doing for being naughty. <coughs> you really upset God when you're a naughty boy and selfish, and you're not kind to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> then God is very hurt by that. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, my mother wasn't hurt. I'm abusing God. So that's then there's the white man's God. Say in America, they they have the black people are Christians too, but they have they used to they always have their separate churches. And the white people they used to say, God wants them to have their separate churches. 
Or is that white man God that wants black people to have separate children? <laughs> I mean, so God is a pretty dodgy thing, isn't it? it? It seems to bend according to individual wishes and views. Or you can take God to to uh, to some, you know, to beyond uh, they, like, like the uh, attribute stage. But Christianity doesn't do that. Christianity's God is attributes and it's fixed in co concepts and doctrines. So the, the, uh, the, in Buddha, Buddha, that's why the Christians have a very difficult time with Buddhism because there's no, there isn't a God in Buddhism in the way that there is in Christianity. In Christianity, a self and a soul are very important in relationship to a personal God, a God, patriarchal God, creator God, and a soul, which is mine, my unique soul. Isn't it? I'm a, a, a unique person and a soul, and there's a personal God. And that personal God seems to be almost a uh, projection of myself, of being a white man's God. Well, say in the in the Buddha Dhamma, you, you're taking refuge in knowing in the ability to be aware, know things as they are, rather than in a concept about God or a soul. You're, you're asked to reflect on personality view rather than believe that you have a soul. You see, so you're, you're, you're developing reflection, reflective capacity of mind. Because uh, the concept of a soul is definitely a personality view, isn't it? The view of a soul, I have a soul, is in Buddhism, Sakaya Ditti, the kind of, it's a personality view. But it's not, it's not, an, uh, it's not taking us on a view that we don't have a soul, because that's another personality view. I don't have a soul. We don't have souls. Is another, is another, is, is just a negative personality view, rather than a positive one. Or there isn't any God. Is another, is, is there is or there isn't. These, this way of thinking is, is reflected upon as Dhamma, what arises ceases. And by reflecting this way, there is this, this you're using, you're actually developing a, 
through reflection on Dhamma, you're, you're, there's the possibility, the, there's the experience of realization of truth. And that's what the, the, the goal of, say, Nibbana means, is that realization of <coughs> truth, ultimate truth, uh, amatadhamma, deathless. Notice that, that Buddhism isn't saying everything is in, the, in a kind of absolutizing misery and dukkha, everything is suffering and death bound. And yet, in a way, that's true. Everything, things, everything you can think of, conceive of, or experience through senses, everything is unsatisfactory. Everything is, uh, that is born dies. Everything. And, but then the, the, uh, if you make a doctrine about it, everything is miserable. It's not, that's not a reflection, that's a concept you create that you attach to. You see, the difference is, is forming a concept and attaching to it. Or reflecting on everything is suffering, not as a, not, <coughs> not as a position to take or in a way to look at everything, but to examine things, to know things as things, to know their limitation, to realize sape sankarani cha, sape tama anatta, not believe in it. You don't have to believe in that. And I encourage you, don't believe in it. Don't want you to go around believing in Buddhism, but to examine, investigate, reflect on the teachings of the Buddha in order to realize truth. Sakayaditi really contemplate that, that. Listen to the I am's in your head, in your guts. The whining, moaning, complaining stuff. Listen to it so you, you know it. I'm not asking you to to just believe me and say, Ajahn Sumedho says that uh, we shouldn't think uh, I am. We shouldn't have any personality. Or we shouldn't have any feelings or pride that can see anything. I shouldn't have these, these... I shouldn't feel the way I do about things. I shouldn't feel angry at that monk. Or I shouldn't complain about anything. But it's through listening, hearing, knowing these things, you contemplate it, say you're feeling really grumpy and, and negative about things, then, then what is it like right, to, to really uh, accept the feeling of that, notice it, understand it, take it to absurdity. I found that a lot of fun, just taking my my feelings to absurdity.
where you, you start feeling annoyed with somebody and oh, this person really really annoys me I start listening I deliberately bring it into my consciousness that person really really annoys me the way he does things and the attitudes it really really makes me upsets me I don't like that and I don't want him to be like that and uh, and I want him to be like what I think he should be like. That's what I want. I don't want anyone to be the way they are if it doesn't agree with what I like. I want everyone, every one of you in this room to be somebody that I approve of and like. That's absurd, isn't it? Now you, if you take it to, to the sense of what I think and what I want and... and uh, I don't want you to be the way you are if it if it if it threatens or upsets me in any way. And therefore I don't like you. If you're upsetting me, I don't like you anymore. I only like you when you kind of when you're one of my sycophants. And you praise me. I just mean you're wonderful. I agree with everything you say. You're the greatest teacher in the world. I will be an obedient slave. I will never cause you any problems. Just tell me what I can do to to fit into your ideals of perfect monk or not. <laughs> Forgive me for existing. Then the, the suchness of the moment, as isness, is. I find this uh, with Buddha Dasa. He's he's gone into a lot of this as old age, datta da, and, and all that kind of talk, uh, adamya da, and uh, this the way it is. You know that, like like just to be able to. That's a very, very uh, skillful reflection to just accept the way things are, the feeling of the moment as is. This is the way it is, not as an absolute. This is the way it is, is an absolute. This is the way it is forever. But this is the way it is, this feel. Life is like this, feeling and the way things are like this and you, you, you're, you're not criticizing but you're accepting this moment as is. And in that resignation there's a peacefulness <clears throat> because the, when, we, when we don't and we can't accept the flow of life as is, and we're always resisting and struggling and 
fighting and <clears throat> resisting life just becomes it becomes so difficult for us such a, such a mess there's always it's always such a struggle but this is the way it is isn't a fatalistic and a passive fatalism based on a, a unwillingness to to struggle or to resist anything but it's it's a it's not that it's not a it's not based on on uh, on an attitude of fatal of it's not fatalistic but it is a reflection that this moment can only be this way this is the way it is it feels like this and you can hear yourself going on in this conceit well if you want my opinion on it and what I think about that my taste my view my opinion I am and it all that is one can bring it into just a kind of dull kind of perfunctory or a real powerful uh, you know I am the best in the world I am the greatest I am God's gift to humanity I'm the Messiah I'm the Maitreya <laughs> you can take it to megalomania or you know, I'm just an ordinary bloke you know, I'm just a nobody but whatever level you want to take it to from just being a, a kind of nothing I am to to uh, megalomaniac it is arise it is it is a it is a, a thought in the mind isn't it there's the, then then that reflection there's a knowing of it as as a for what it is even the megalomania or the humble uh, <coughs> wimp is is just a condition of the mind I'm nobody I'm the greatest human being in the whole world I'm the Messiah I'm an avatar all these wacky enlightened uh, creatures that come around people that think they're enlightened I, I've had these mystical experiences I have I have I am enlightened now or the or the kind of gray nobody so-and-so has all these mystical experiences I never had any I just sit here I have pain in my knees that's it but <laughs> your mystical union kind of with the universe and in fact that none is having mystical union with the universe I'm sitting here just pain in the back and uh, so that, that is uh, that's the I am is to to observe that you can you can know that as a condition and that's the Buddha seeing the Dhamma 
So the, you know, say the emotional level changes, and I'm just a nobody, so I'm the, you know, announcing yourself to the universe as the greatest gift. The emotional range is certainly been increased, but that's that's also uh, impermanent and not self. So that 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 kind of knowing, that aware, that cool knowing, observing, reflecting, is the Buddha. That's the refuge in Buddha. Ability to to bring these things into consciousness, to examine, to understand them. Not becoming a Buddhist who believes you shouldn't have any conceit or selfishness. That's becoming a Buddhist with believing that you you don't have a soul and you don't have a self. But we don't want to become Buddhists. Is that it's not the way out of suffering by becoming a Buddhist, but by taking refuge, by going for refuge in that awakened mind and knowing things as they are, seeing the Dhamma. <coughs> 